give God a hand this morning. Aren't you glad to be here? Aren't you glad this morning that you're able to trade your sorrow for praise to him? The majestic name of the Lord, we come before him, we give him our sorrow and exchange it for joy. Amen? What a great God we serve. Let's sing together. Let's praise his name. I'm trading my sorrows and I'm trading shame and I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord I'm trading my sickness and I'm trading my pain I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord we say yes Lord yes Lord yes yes Lord Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, amen. I'm pressed but not crushed, persecuted, not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. I'm blessed beyond the curse, for his promise will endure. His joy's gonna be my strength. 
You've captured my heart with this love Cause nothing on earth is as beautiful as you You've opened my eyes to your wonders anew You've captured my heart with this love Cause nothing on earth is as beautiful as you Sounds like the church is excited today, huh? What a wonderful God we serve. Let's talk to the King of Kings. Father God, we come before you. We're honored to be called your children. We're honored to come into the presence of the King of the universe. Lord, thank you that you are God. Thank you for allowing us to respond to your magnanimous name. Thank you for allowing us to respond from our little world, my little life, that I can have touch with the creator of the universe. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Glory to God forever. Amen. You may be seated. Before the world was made, before you spoke it to be, you were the king of kings, yeah you were, yeah you were, and now you're reigning still, enthroned above all things, angels and saints cry out, we join them as we sing, glory to God, glory to God. Glory to God forever. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God forever. So I could praise your great and matchless name All my days, all my days So let my whole life be A blazing offering A life that shouts and sings The greatness of our King Glory to God Glory to God Glory to God forever
for a few moments and honor our graduating seniors, the class of 2012. We've had several of them in the church this year, so we want to honor them. Not all of them are here at this service. Some With two services, we have some that come to 9.30, some that come to 11, and some that are at a graduation party. So this is what happens this time of year. So I'd like to recognize, if you take your paper out with me in the middle of your carrier, this is one of those weeks, folks, that, you know, sometimes you come in, it looks like there's nothing. Today we gave you a book of paper, all right? So there's a whole lot of things happening. We're going to start with our our graduates today. Hannah Dre, as I call your name, if you're here, I'd like to ask you to stand. So Hannah Dre, I don't believe that she's here this morning. They weren't certain that she would be because of graduation preparations, but she graduated from Peters Township High School on Friday. She plans to attend Slippery Rock University. Nick Hensley, is Nick Hensley in the building today, all right? Nick Hensley is not here, but he is from Bethlehem Center. And we have a gift for these guys, so uh, we'll, we'll get them their gift later on here uh, as they're not here. But he is, his future plans are undecided. Uh, Jenny Koval, is Jenny here today? All right, Jenny's not here either. But she has graduated from Cornerstone Christian Academy, and her future plans are undecided. I know this next fellow is here because he's right down front, Ronnie Mavilla. Ron, come on up here. Let's give Ronnie a hand. This guy, Ron Mavilla, graduated from Ringgold on, on Friday and uh, has been a part of the youth group here for how many years you've been at Stray Street? Uh, since sixth grade, so about six years. Sixth grade, all right, six years. So he started out with Al Finney, and Al used to chase him around the gym. Now Al can't keep up with you, I know that much. So, And, uh, and then, then you went through Josh, right? Yeah. And now you're trying to break Dane in. Yeah. Okay, so he's breaking Dane in over there. And we have a gift for you here, so we want to congratulate. Let's congratulate Ronnie. God bless you, brother. What is your future plans? Um, moving to West Virginia to work with the oil companies and do fracking and Ooh. get moved with my buddy. We're both going to go and do it and get an apartment and everything. Wow. Let's pray for him. He's going to frack in West Virginia. That'll be a little bit scary. 
Fracking in West Virginia. God bless you. Shana Musser was here in the first service. Is she here again this service? Okay, she graduated from Ringgold on Friday, and she plans to attend community college this fall. Uh, Tony Knoll, go to the back side of the paper, turn the paper over. Tony Knoll, is he in the building at this this hour? Okay, he is. he's just graduated from Bethel Park, and he plans to be an electrician and go through the uh, classes through the Electricians Union. Eric Shadel, is Eric Shadel in the building? These graduates are all over the place. This is the, the weekend that they're preparing for all their parties, I think. Uh, he's graduating from Bentworth High School, plans to attend college. And then in the first service, we also had our college graduates, Sarah Green. Uh, is Sarah Green in the building at this point? I think she left after the first service. But she just graduated from Boston Bible, Baptist, Boston Baptist College. And uh, she got a bachelor's in biblical studies. And so... She's planning to get married and uh, earn her, M her MRS degree and a master's degree, all right? And then Shauna Smith. I see Shauna here. Shauna, come on up here, all right? Shauna is another one of our college graduates. Shauna was here in the first service, so we already gave her her gift, but I want everybody to meet Shauna. Shauna is one of our fine young ladies at 724 on Thursday nights and been part of our church, and she's getting married on Friday. Give her a hand to Derek Parasolic. Right, De Derek was here in the first service with her, but he had to get going. But uh, what a, you just graduated from California University, and what was your degree in? Uh, Bachelor of Arts in Communication Studies. Okay. And what are your future plans outside of getting married? Uh, pharmaceutical sales and then into medical sales a couple years. <laughs> okay, so she'll be in pharmaceutical sales and medical sales. And we're just so thankful. I'll tell you what, her and Derek are a real joy, and uh, we're excited for them getting married this Friday. So be, be praying for them as they start their new life together. She got one degree, now she's getting that MRS degree on Friday. So let's give her a hand. God bless you. And we gave her her gift in the uh, first service this morning there, so we're glad she's here. All right. Also, I'd like to direct your attention to Al Finney. Would you come on up here? Pastor Al, let's give him a hand. He... he didn't graduate. We're still waiting on that, but uh, now, come on up. Pastor Al, would you tell us a little bit about Vacation Bible School? This year, uh, Vacation Bible School is the week of June 25th to the 29th. We start at 9.30 each day. We're done at noon. It's going to be somewhat of a carnival theme this year. It's called the Incredible Amazement Park. And uh, just a great uh, time. Bill Best, many of you know him. He's going to be making cotton candy one day and popcorn another day. And uh, So we're just going to have a great time here. A lot of people are helping out. If you'd still like to, to squeak in and help out, uh, just go to the table at the end of the service. Or if you'd like to sign a child up, it is for children, three years old, two children going into sixth grade. And it's just going to be a wonderful time. And we want to thank everyone in advance for praying for this special week. Okay, thank you. Let's give Al a hand. We're thankful for Bible school. If you've been praying on the summer prayer emphasis, which is in your courier there, uh, it's another one of the part of the book you got today. Um, there, we'd like to also invite you to sign up if you've not yet made that commitment. Sign up to pray five days a week for your church throughout the summer. I know Pastor is away today. He's somewhere on the coast of Carolina. 
and uh, he'll, he's out on vacation with his family, but you know that he has his list out and was praying over, praying for you this morning, and he's probably hearing us on the internet right now and saying, all right, I got gotcha. you. You did the announcement, but uh, we're, we're praying, and uh, I know that he's praying as he's away, so I want to encourage you. These things are on there, Vacation Bible School, um, Amber Liotis. I was able to talk to Amber Liotis because we're getting ready to go down to Ecuador, and Amber told me on the phone, she says, hey, pray for me because I'm going to be going out, and I'm going to do something that I wasn't planning to do. On June 17th, I'm going to go to the jungle, and I'm going to be in the jungle from June 17th to the 25th. I said, now, Amber, we're coming on the 20th. She goes, I know, I'm going to miss half your trip. I said, well, thanks, Amber. I was looking on, relying on her to translate for me, right? But they have other translators. But she's going to be in the jungle for part of the time that we're there. And uh, But that's our job. We're standing in the presence of God for our people. And I know that you're standing in the presence of God for Vacation Bible School and for the, uh, the many ministries of our church. And you see all those many items here. So I'd like to ask you to pray for that. If you've not yet made your commitment to pray, take the small piece of paper, sign your name to it. You can put it in the offering plate. You can put it on the box on the wall as, as you leave today. And uh, Also, we have the pirate game coming up, the uh, Pittsburgh pirate game. You know, they're, they're, Jim Watts told me that they're one game out of first place. Is that correct? I knew they beat the Cincinnati Reds a couple times, and I was really excited about that. And, uh, and I saw that they were at 500 at one point. And so, uh, the, you know, the pirates playing good. So that means come to the game with us, even if they weren't. Because our choir is singing the national anthem on July the 6th. So what you can do today, if you have not yet gotten your ticket reserved, please uh, fill out the form and we'll be able to collect these out in the foyer afterwards. After today, if you do not leave the form here, you'll have to send it in the mail to Elliot. And you'll see Elliot Critchfield, that's Marianne Mickick's grandson. He works for the Pirates and has gotten this deal for us. But um, you'll see that, um, that that... where to send it to. If you look on the back of that form, you'll notice that uh, this is, that we have some good seats. They're, they're not in the outfield. It says outfield box, but they're really box seats, and they're not, they're not like in the outfield on those bleachers. Somebody said, that's a lot of money to sit on a bleacher. I said, no, this is not a bleacher. You're in a box seat. So I, I want to encourage you to come to that. Our choir will be practicing after church today. They're practicing the the uh, national anthem, getting prepared for that. And what an opportunity for our church. People will be able to uh, hear our church's name broadcast, and hopefully uh, people will be invited to the church through that means there. So have some friends, invite them along for that night. Please, uh, if you can't get them in today, get them in the mail so that we can uh, get your tickets for you. Also, we have in your courier, there is a, uh, a list that says you can help. I'd like to ask you to pull that out. You can help. Uh, we're going to Ecuador next week on Wednesday. Our group begins to start, starts to go to Ecuador. And one of the things that we're doing while we're there is going to be a camp for orphans. We're going to have 80 to 100 orphans in our camp that we're running. But we need your help. We'd like to give each one of them an outfit, shoes, pants, clothes, underwear, Take them. We're going to set it up and have like a little shopping spree with them. And our people take a kid and come over and say, okay, what's, what fits you? And we'll piece this thing together anywhere from infant to 14 years old. And so that will be uh, really a fun time for us as a church. Here's a way that you can help us. 
if you can bring in these items, they can be used, but in good condition, or they can be new. Uh, but please bring them in by next week because we have to pack them next Sunday night. So we'd love to see a uh, 100 outfits come from our church that we can leave there and clothe all these, all these orphans. What a, what a powerful thing that will be. Maybe some of you like to go to garage sales. You know, I, I've seen a few of you out there on Saturday mornings, bumped into you. And, uh, you know, you go to those garage sales and after noon, they have a whole rack of clothes that they'll give them to you for like $10. Go ahead and bring them in, and we'll take them down there. And uh, so just, just see how God would move in your heart if you'd able to provide for them. There's also needs for the camp. Uh, we have financial needs. Uh, you know, the airline now charges you to take that second bag. Isn't that nice little trick they do to you? The last time we went, the second bag was free. Now some of us have to pay uh, 50 or $70 for the second bag. So we're looking for luggage. If you have a piece of luggage, you say, boy, it's been in my attic. I, I'm not using it. I'll give it to you. You take it and leave it in Ecuador. That way we only have to pay for it to go in once and not have to pay for it to come home. And then also um, if you're able to help sponsor that. So there's a, there's a number of needs we really need. Uh, could use your help. And it's a great way for our whole church. On the back side is... Is, uh, is all the names of everybody going. So we invite you to pray for us. And please actively participate with us as we go. We're going to be going into some schools down there. We're going to be teaching English in, in the schools. We're going to be uh, giving the gospel in schools. You know, the way we teach English is here's a Bible verse, okay? You know, for God so loved the world. And they'll have to help us with the Spanish part. We'll teach them the English part. And, uh, but God is really going to work in this trip as we go. And last but not least, I told you this was a big week. You know, it's like we chose to do everything in one week, I think. All right? If you look in your car, you'll see a picture of Dane Demchak. Dane is the young man who's heading, heading up Straight Street for us. He's working with us. And um, he, uh, he's done a great job this past year. But he's decided to get married. And, you know, we tried to talk him out of it, but he's doing it anyhow, all right? But uh, he's getting married, and his wife-to-be is from Brooklyn. And uh, they're going to get married on July the 22nd in Brooklyn. But next week, they'd like to have a reception here for him because she will be in from out of town. It'll be the last time that she'll be here before the wedding. So they would like to have a reception. That means a meal in the gym. If you're able to stay for that meal and encourage them and love up on them, uh, would you please... Pull out that number there and reserve to his mother so that she can have enough food to plan. And she I was talking to her this week. She said, please, I want to have everybody come. He's away right now in New York. He went up there because he had to get the marriage certificate. And, you know, you have to get that within 30 days. So he's up there getting his marriage certificate. And so be praying for all these things that, uh, that, that are happening around the church. There's a lot happening, and we're glad that you're a part of that. Sorry for the long half-hour announcements. But it's great. It's a good thing. A lot of things happening in our church. Amen? It's really exciting. I'm, I'm glad we're in a church that isn't closed for the summer. Man, God is doing a lot of powerful things. So at this time, I'd like to receive the morning offering. Let's all stand together as our ushers come forward, and we will receive the morning offering. All right, and then, uh, Vic, we're going to skip that next song, go to the video after this. Let's bow in prayer, shall we? Father God, we come before you, and 
We praise your name. We honor your name, Lord. Thank you for all that you're doing here in the church. Thank you for what's happening uh, in our church and how you're moving, Lord. I pray you'll be with our pastor as he's away this morning, as he's up in New York, uh, in North Carolina, and he's over there sharing uh, his faith, no doubt, on vacation, and as he's just enjoying some time away with his family. We thank you for the opportunity to give to you, Lord. You provided 100% of what we have. It all belongs to you. And God, as we come back to give to you this morning, we're giving, returning back a portion to you, and it's with a joyful heart. God, as I give this 10% to you, I'm reminded of all that you've done for me. And so, God, I pray you'll be with each one of your people this morning as they worship you through giving. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated.
Amen. Good to see you folks. Boy, I tell you what, I, I usually greet at the, at the door there, and uh, I usually don't get in here until the singing's over. And uh, I got to sit up front more often. And uh, that singing is unbelievable. I love these songs. You know, the older I get, the more I realize uh, that that we will be singing that in heaven. I, I, that glory to God. Oh, my goodness. And then uh, this last song, I, I, get, I can't sing, so... I get here early and I play that song all the time in my office and I sing it while I'm on the lawnmower. I, so I told Kenny we ought to sing that, you know. But uh, all the songs they picked today, they're just, they, I, I realize as I read God's word that God must be glorified. In fact, God said that he is unashamedly, he unashamedly proclaims, I will be glorified. And, he, and then he says to us, I want you to glorify me. And that is what our, my theme is, what I want to talk about today is uh, these things God's been laying on my heart. The fact that God must be glorified. And then the power of Christ's name. The power of his name. You know, when Jesus, right before he died, he, he went to his disciples and he said, look, we're going to have a new thing going on. You're going to pray. If you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. And I can't get that out of my head. I cannot get that out of my head if I ask anything in his name. So that has been just on my mind. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about that. Uh, and and I, I was thinking that, you know, we're very fortunate. Pastor's been here about 44 years, I believe. And um, he, um, he really has been giving us meat and potatoes. And uh, it, it is really good stuff. I want to encourage you, uh, those that can make it on Wednesday night, he has really let his hair down on Wednesday night. And it's, I, I've been very impressed with how God's leading him. And I, I, uh, we take notes. It's impressive. And, I, 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 you know, I've been around a long time uh, as far as in the church. And I want to say it's a rare, this rare stuff that he's given out. It's deep stuff. It, he makes it so you can, you know, God makes it so we can eat it. And so I want to encourage you to be here. We need this stuff. And it's about how to have this relationship with God. And it's very important. It's very important. I was asking the young kids this morning, what's that stuff you put on the ice cream? And what is it, Josh? Sprinkles, there you go. All right, I call them jimmies, but that didn't sound right. But when I'm with my grandkids, that's, that's what we fight over. You know, I, I take them to get ice cream. We don't fight over the ice cream. We don't fight over the topping. It's the sprinkles. Okay. So that's what I'm going to give you, some sprinkles. Pastor does all the, he does the meat and potatoes. So I hope that this might encourage you a little bit. Now, you know, he's been really pushing on the blue book and uh, our prayer life and, and our, our Bible reading. And it's all about a relationship with God. And, I, you know, I feel like... See, I was one of those guys when I got saved. I, I, I was like, the, you know, sign up. I'll do what you say. God's all powerful. Man, you know, I was like five years old. And the guys that know me know my story. Is uh, I heard about the devil. I was five years old and I heard about this devil and what he was doing to the people. And I was ready to kill somebody. Then I found out in Revelations 20.10. You ought to read Revelations 20.10. He comes out of the sky, he grabs the devil, he beats the tar out of him, throws him into you know where, and chains him up forever. I said, I'm signing up, man, I want Jesus. And that's, that's really the way my, you know, guys know me, that's how I am. But then the older, now I'm realizing, you know, the older I get, the love of God is so powerful. Oh, I'm just slow to get it. So I'm like in kindergarten of God's love, Okay. So uh, here I am, 60, and just starting to get it. You guys are way ahead of me on that. But, but let me say this. Pastor has talked a lot about worshipers. And uh, John 4, 23 and 24 says this. So I'm kind of 
tuned into turning my pages, so you'll forgive me. Josh Howe says, I have it written right on the screen, Jim, if you just read it, so forgive me. Uh, John 4, 23 and 24 says this, But the time is coming and is already here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. The Father is looking for anyone who will worship him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Now, isn't that cool? God is looking for worshipers. See, I always thought he was looking for workers, you know. But he's looking for worshipers. And, and one definition that I have, and there's many, worship is an inner stirring of the heart to treasure God above all the treasures of the world. To treasure God above all treasures. Now, we kind of say that. You know, but if you, if you go with me to buy a car, you ought to see what I treasure. You know, I'm going to take every, oh, it's ugly. It, it ain't pretty. And so I found out that I don't treasure God. Because I, see, I think God can't help me buy a car. I got to show God how to buy a car. And usually when I do, my wife wants to leave me. The kids don't want to be around me. And that's just, you know, it's ugly. Now, now I've repented. In fact, I've told, I haven't told this story. The last time, I, no, no, two times ago, my brother lives in Boston. He still can't believe this. The dealership called me and said, do not come back again. <laughs> I had the car. The car was waiting for me. The guy says, don't, you're not getting the car. He said, don't come. My brother, he thinks I ought to go on TV. That's never happened before. That's a true story. I, 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 I forgot about that thing. But anyway, in fact, my wife never saw me like that. I had that. Oh, I better stop. So, so, but you know what? I didn't treasure God. I thought I was God. You know? I really did. He's not going to get one over me. But... And I have all kinds of, you know, and I, I was one of them goody-two-shoe kids, you know. And, and you know what happens? We're, we're all sinners. And I, found, I find out a lot of Christians were raised like me. I don't know if we believe that. But we're, we're just, uh, our righteousness is as filthy rags, amen. And so what's beautiful that God says, I'm looking for worshipers. I'm, I'm looking for people who treasure me, who they come to me, they come to me, they never stop coming. And then you know what? We're going to find out later. You know what Christ says? If you keep coming to me, I'll show you things you never saw before. Now, I want every piece of that. Now, I forget that about 20 times a day. I forget that. Because I don't think about God when, when uh, my car breaks down or the lawnmower breaks down or, or, or there's a leak in the plumbing. Or, or You know what I mean? I, I forget that. But I'm starting, I'm in kindergarten in this thing. I'm starting to get it. That God knows how to fix the plumbing. Not only will he fix the plumbing, he will fulfill his kingdom. If I glorify God with my attitude, he will glorify himself as you fix the plumbing. This gets exciting. This gets real exciting. But it's a radical way of thinking. It's worship. It's worship. Now, uh, in Matthew 15, 8, 9, we're going to see where the, the church really messed up here. And Jesus scolds the church, the preachers. Matthew 15, 8, and 9. You guys all know this, but here's Jesus. And he says, he's talking to the Pharisees and the church leaders, the, the teachers of religious law. He says, listen, you hypocrites. He says, I'm going to quote Isaiah. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far away. Their worship is a farce, for they replace God's commands with their own man-made teachings. You know, this really hits home. 
I know there's a lot of guys my age and kids who, who do not follow God because man-made teachings, they've got the wrong picture of Christ. I was looking down to a relative of mine who was in the hospital. He went on a drunken spree. He was laying there and I said, when you get out of this hospital, I'm going to show you the real Jesus, not the Jesus you thought. Not the Jesus of you got to do this and you got to do that. That's the false Jesus, man. That's not the Jesus. We've been led astray on a lot of this stuff. That's why God says, you come to this God of the Bible. See, God loves us. Yes, he's a, he's a disciplinarian, but I'll tell you what. I'm still here, and he should have killed me 500 times. I was a goody two-shoe, but that's only in your eyes. God knows my heart. And I'll tell you, I lay my head down at night, and it's like amazing that God, he says, I love you. That's what he says right here. He says, get up, I love you. I'll forgive you. I, 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 I don't understand that. But I'll tell you what, if he created me, he died on the cross, I'm going to believe it. And I'll tell you what, I am, I'm kind of an energetic guy, you know that. I, I, after the first service, one of the guys come up to me, and I thought he was going to tell me something nice about the message. He goes, switch the decaf. <laughs> <laughs> you know what another guy said? Another guy from the south, he's been attending our church, he said, not bad for a doorman. You know? <laughs> so, so that's... God has a way of humbling you, doesn't he? So, now, now I'll tell you what, though. Doesn't this challenge you? Your worship is a farce. Now, that's really true. You know, when you cut the grass, your attitude in the house, that's worship. You know, how you treat your wife, how you treat your kids, that's worship. I never thought of that, you know? You know, and if you're like me, I like getting my way. I like throwing my weight around. I love it. I can do that. I've worked a lot of years to figure out how to do that. You know, my staff, I can push people around. Now, Kenny don't let me get away with it, but Al doesn't let me get away with it. But, but you know, that get, you get good at it. You know how we are, guys. But you know what? That means your worship is a farce. God can't bless it. So it's hard to humble us, at least guys like me. But you know what? God says, if you humble yourself, I will lift you up. I will give you honor. And that is called belief and faith. And it is a wonderful thing. It's hard for me, but I'll tell you what, and I know it's hard for you, but us guys, we've got we to learn this. Amen? Okay, now, now, just to give a little proof, Luke 10. Luke 10, 38. You guys all know these stories. Luke 10, 38. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a village where a woman named Martha welcomed them into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was worrying over the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are so upset over all these details. There's, only, there's really only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and I won't take it away from her. Oh, man. I can't, I can't figure this out. Now, I was reading this last night. Look, it says, Martha invited Jesus to his house. Oh, now, my kids are in the service. Could you, they know what happens. If I invited you to my house, it was ugly. I mean, you t Martha, Martha couldn't, I would teach Martha how to do it, you know. It, but see, isn't this interesting? Jesus says, here's what's most important. 
I want you sitting at my feet. I want you listening to me, and I want you to be in my presence. Now, what's really cool, guys, ladies, we can be in his presence while we're fixing the car. We can be in his presence while the kids are sick. We can be in his presence while, while we have... You know, while we have trouble at work, we can be in his presence. We don't know where the money's coming from. We can be in his presence. We're looking for a job. We can be in his presence when you're humiliated on your job at times. Things aren't going right. You can be in his presence and you, and you know, I'm just going to go over a few, the promises of God when you sit in his presence. David says your unfailing love is better than life itself. And, you know, I, I read that all the time. That is really true. That is really true. Almighty God is with you and me. Now, let me just say one thing. I have a tendency to want to condemn myself. And, you know, I finally learned this really helps me, even just speaking today. You can imagine what goes through your mind when you wake up and you've got to come up here, you know, if you're like me. It... I am trying not to mock Almighty God again with the fact that He cannot be with me. Do you know that that's the same thing as pride? It's all about you. And so we got to stop that. Go in the confidence of Almighty God. Don't have the pride and don't mock Him by saying you can't do it. It's like, here we go. If God's with me, I will do it. And let God get the glory. Amen? Yeah, young guys, you know, let's just stick up for God out there. When people want to do their thing, you do, you pray and ask God for strength to do it God's way. Now, now we're going to look at a few things that's kind of scary. God gives a warning, a couple, lots of warnings, but look at Luke 8, 14. This is scary to me. Luke 8, 14. It says, this is the, the thorny ground, you know, the seed uh, illustration, the parable of the four soils. The thorny ground represents those who hear and accept the message, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the cares and the riches and the pleasures of this life. And so they never grow into maturity. Oh, listen, I don't want that. And, you know, I'm immature enough. I need all I can get from God. So God says, if you seek me, you, you seek me. I will grow you into maturity. He will grow me. Is that amazing? You know, when I was younger, uh, the youth group, Kenny's youth group, got sick of hearing me say this. So I'll try to do this. I, I wanted to, 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 to get involved in, you know what, sports. But God saw to it that something happened to me that I couldn't. It was a health thing. I'm okay. I'm okay. But for about eight years, I didn't think I was okay. And I kept it hidden, even from my parents. And as I look back, I thank God every day he kept that. Because once I figured it out, you know, it, it's something I just have to watch, how, how I eat. But it's unbelievable. God said, i got to watch this guy. He's going to go off on a trail, and he's not going to follow me. He's going to follow that little football. And I'll tell you what, I thank God every day. Because God, that's, you, God's ways are beyond our understanding. Amen? And so, listen, when we seek God, we have to trust Him. This is hard for me because I think I know better than God many times. You know? And so, now, remember, I will grow you into maturity. 
Oh, I love that because it's too hard for me. I finally figured it out. It's too hard. Now, let's go to Mark 4.19. Same, uh, same stuff, only it's Mark's take on it. Mark, this gets even a little tougher, I think. Mark 4.19, he says this. 4.19. It says, but all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the cares of this life, the lure of wealth, and the desire of nice things, so no crop is produced. Oh, oh, oh. oh you, gotta, you want to get my attention? All you got to do is say, you know, you're not very fruitful as a Christian. You know, that'd be the worst. Because, oh. listen, here's the fruit. You know, we have kids and grandkids, and we got neighbors. They, can you imagine if we could glorify God? You know, Psalm says, the psalmist says in Psalms 90, we need to see your miracles that our children will see the glory of God. They do not need to see a pro football player. They do not need to see a superstar, whatever. They need to see the glory of Almighty God. That's what America needs. Listen, I love power. I love it. I've never seen anything more powerful than a man whose life is changed from following his way to hell to he gives his life to Almighty God. You show me that power. Show me it. Man, I'm hungry for it. And God says, that's me. He says, if you follow me, I will show you my power. Now, this, this is the way we're made. We're made to glorify God. Now, we, we've messed this up. So, and, 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 and God made us so to glorify God. And he also made you to glorify God. And then he does something I, I can't believe. He does this. He says, well, let's read it. Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5. 5.15. He says, now, be careful how you live, Paul says. Not as fools. This is interesting. But as those who are wise, make the most of every opportunity for doing good in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but try to understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, let the Holy Spirit fill and control you. Then you will sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, making music to the Lord in your hearts. Now, see, I'm, I'm beginning to understand. Once you seek God... You get filled and you have to sing to God. I never thought I'd say this. I, I can't believe it. I, and I can't sing. But what happens, that's what God's word says. And it says, and you will always give thanks for everything to the God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So what happens here is this. God says, if you come to me and seek me, I will fill you and I will do it in you. That, can you believe this? Not only does he die on the cross to save you, he will send his Holy Spirit in you, and then he'll work through you by his power. That's unbelievable. Now, the way we are is we're sinners by nat naturally, right? I, I, have a, I have two little Dennis the Menaces in my family, two little granddaughters. Granddaughters. Now, I think at the time they were both three, but I, I'm not sure. But the, uh, the one's four now. The one that's four is definitely Dennis the Menace, okay? The other one, I think it's coming. And so they were fighting about six months ago or five months ago down in the, 
a TV room. So I called Dennis Domenis up and I said, hey, let's give her the toy and then she'll be happy. Well, she looks at me. She always looks at me and she's always thinking. She goes, Pap. She leans over and she says, if I give her the toy, I won't be happy. <laughs> and, and I thought, hey, that's right. You know? And, and, and the, point, the point is, if <laughs> I didn't tell the first service. She's the one that dress, she dresses herself. It's just, she dresses beautiful. It's like she, I don't know if she reads magazines or what. So she was playing on the internet in a car, or, you know, and, and, and I'm trying to get her attention. And I said, hey, do you dress yourself? She wouldn't listen. I said, did you dress yourself? She wouldn't listen. I said, hey, did you dress yourself? And she looks up and goes, yeah, don't you dress yourself? <laughs> I got about five other stories, but we, I ain't got time. And you know what? I just laugh. It's so funny. I said, that girl's good, you know. But her mother had got a problem coming up, you know. So, but, but listen, uh, the, the answer is this. That's the way our heart is. It, it was, we get older, we kind of mask it, you know. But, but Psalms 42, the psalmist really nails it down, the, our attitude to what we need. And, and I love reading the psalms the older I get. And you, used to hear, you always hear this from older guys and ladies. Because it takes a long time to learn this, I think. And, and, and you guys know this verse. It says, as the deer pants for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. And you know, listen, I, I'd like to challenge you. We need to pray for an appetite for God. Um, I, it's so easy to lose your appetite. I was reading a book. We have it in our library. And it's called Finishing Strong. And, you know, it says, the devil was in no hurry to derail us. He's in no hurry to derail us. And it's amazing how many pastors have, are, have fallen. And I don't even, I hate to even bring it up. But Satan has taken his time to take away your appetite for God. And I know this hits home with you because it hits home with me. We get so caught up in what we're doing. But listen, I'm going to ask you, pray to Almighty God that you would always help him to help you have an appetite for God. See, now you can see a little bit why we fast. Pastor was talking about fasting. You know, it really, I think, is a lot about, just to remind you, my real appetite needs to be God. God says, please come to me. I will get you to heaven. See, you know, you, you want to mess up our kids. You trust in Christ for salvation, but you don't trust in Christ to handle your neighbor. You trust in Christ for your salvation, but you don't trust in Christ to help you with your marriage. You trust in Christ, but you don't trust in Christ to help you on your job. You trust in Christ for heaven, but we don't trust in Christ to handle situations. It's, it's hypoc hypocritical. And I am that way, too. So I'm speaking to me. You know, I, I get with older Christians. I don't hear a lot of talk about Christ. I hear a lot of talk about health care. I hear a lot of talk about money. And these are Christians. And, and I ask God every day, oh, I pray, Almighty God, I pray that I have such an appetite for you that I somehow, that I want Christ first. I got to have it. I'm, I'm in kindergarten on this, you know, so I'm learning. But, but God, but, but I don't say that just to sound nice. I like the promises. Because when God is glorified, I have joy. God says this, when I'm glorified, your heart will be full with joy. Now, 
Luke 12.34 says, as we got to close, Luke 12.34 says, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Where your treasure is, there your heart, heart is also. Now, the, Luke 14 says something that is really interesting to me. Now, we don't have time to go through this whole thing. Now, this is, this is probably written uh, primarily to the lost, but it says this. Jesus is talking about a feast, and he says, remember he invites everybody to the wedding feast? Then those ones that he invited didn't come, and he says this. For none of those I invited first will get even the smallest taste of what I had prepared for them. But I'd like to apply that to me and you, those that know Christ. Um, if we see Christ, I believe Christ has a banquet table out there. And he says, look, you just come with me. You won't even believe where I'm going to take you spiritually. You will not believe where I'm going to take you spiritually. And I, I love that. Now, in America, I'm not so sure this is hard to do because there's all this other stuff out there. You guys, ladies, know what I mean. Philippians 1.10 says, here's what I want you to do. Don't be foolish, Paul says. I want you to let Christ produce the fruit in you so that God will be glorified. So that not only does God save us, but he says, if you seek me, I will produce the fruit in you that I may be glorified. Whoa, that is unbelievable. Then, John 15 says this. If you do this, your joy will overflow. John 16 says, you will have abundant joy. So Jesus says this. And he knew these disciples were going to lose their life. This just blows my mind. But I can see how they did it. They could do it because God produced in them a joy that was worth dying for. Now, that will track kids to Christ. You know, our, I almost try to talk to our people around us, you know, how bad it is out there. And I, don't, I don't really care about that. All I care is I look, as long as he's there, I'm okay. And I'm kind of a fighter at heart. And it used to be in sports and very competitive in a sick way. But it's neat that God can convert that where I can be competitive so when I'm out there with these guys that say it's the end of the world, Mr. Tough Guy in the neighborhood, or, that's not the way it is. We have an almighty God, and I believe it. And God said, if you seek me, I will show you. Trust me. And by the way, there's some stories in the Old Testament that I go to every once in a while when I get a little like my old ways. where God knocked out 200,000 soldiers and there wasn't even a sword brought out. So when I get with some of the tough guys, it's like, that's my God. When I was a little boy, I used to really, you know, I kind of forget that sometimes. But he's the same God. <laughs> that gets me fired up. It's like, okay, God says, look, I'll fight the battle. Just get on your knees. Seek me. And I will, in fact, you know, there's a couple of verses for the engineer types. Psalms, Proverbs 69, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. I love that. That helps me calm down. Proverbs 21:30. human plans, no matter how wise or well advised, cannot stand against the Lord. Oh, 
And the last one I like, the horses, Proverbs 21, 31, are prepared for battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. <laughs> I love that, man. Isn't that exciting? So listen, that's why God says, please, humble yourself, admit your dependence on me, and I will lift you up and give you honor. But I'm telling you, I'm going to be tough on you guys. You've got to humble yourself. In my house, you know, I always say, well, the king's got to roar once in a while. <laughs> and, you know, I've got away with that a little bit, except with Chrissy. And, and, um, and, and you know what? That kind of feels good. And even Diane and Alicia, they let me get away with it, you know. But you know what? That's sin. I hate that. that just Because I like doing that, man. That's fun. People, they kind of bow down to you, you know. Even that car dealership. But listen, that does not give God glory. And that's hard for me. But I'm trying in my kindergarten spiritual life. Hey, because you know what? This makes work. This makes waking up the next day pretty exciting. Because God says, you, and remember, you don't know what I got prepared for you, brother. And I'll fill your heart with joy. Amen? All right, let's close in a word of prayer as Rhonda comes up. Dear God, I thank you so much for who you are. Uh, thank you, God, for your word. And, Father, uh, it is your choice to use as churches such as ours and feeble human beings such as uh, myself that we could talk about you. But we thank you so much, God, for who you are. You're our almighty creator. You are the same God who was here that created this earth and who lives within our hearts. And God, forgive us for how we, our appetite wanes. But God, I thank you that you love us and you tell us to, that you love us and you want us to get back up, ask forgiveness. And uh, please develop our appetite that we might thirst for you, as the psalmist said. And thank you so much for this day and for who you are. In the name I ask it. Amen. Would you stand with me, please, as we sing? This solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought.